Hey, Reggie. Hey, Reggie Tenner, how you doing, brother? I'm good, can man. Thank me? you. Can you, guys, can you guys hear me better now? Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. Okay, I think there was a con bad connection with my AirPod and my you know, it was trying to connect to my car and all of that stuff. Well, that's so, yeah. For, we're for we're ready to roll. Hey, Johnny, we're live, Johnny? We are live, sir. Okay, let's go right ahead and jump in because I want to get this gentleman up there and I know he has a word. So we get we want to go ahead and give him much ample time as we can. Well, good morning, men of God. Welcome to the mm -hmm. National Men's Prayer Call. Men of God, we get excited every Tuesday and Thursday morning because we get this opportunity to come before God in prayer. And also God has blessed us uh, with tremendous word uh, from different speakers from all around the world. So we, we're so excited that we have that opportunity once again uh, this morning to hear uh, from a gentleman for the first time on the National Men's Prayer Call. So we're excited to have him. You'll hear more about him coming up here in a few minutes, uh, but we're going to continue uh, on our series here for the month of May. And men of God, I don't think anyone um, is really can say that uh, we have not had just so many outstanding, outstanding uh, men pouring into us here. And we're just so grateful for that. And we're going to continue on here today as well. Uh, meanwhile, men of God, um, we just want to go before God in prayer. But before I do, uh, men of God, we just want to just continue to lift those up that are continuing to just to have so much fear. We just want to bind that fear right now in the name of Jesus. Uh, we know that uh, so many things has taken place here in the world that we're living in. But God, we know that you're sovereign. We know that you're in control of every situation. And Lord, we just want to just lift those up right now, Lord, that just feeling so much anxiety, so much, so much uncertainty. Lord, we just know that you're, you're, you're a sovereign God and you're a God of uh, understanding and a God of patience. And Lord, we just thank you right now, Lord, you would just show favor, favor right now in the lives of these people right now, Lord, just dealing with so many setbacks. Uh, so God, we just thank you for that right now. We thank you, Lord, also, Lord, for the uh, men of God that are listening here, uh, the National Men's Prayer Call from all around the world. We're just grateful for those uh, men of God. Also, for those that are listening to us also and reaching out to us from all the chapters that we have in place here. Well, we don't take it for granted, Lord, because obviously you could be doing other things um, at seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, so on Tuesday and Thursday, but you chose to, you allow them to fellowship with us and we're, we're grateful for that. And this morning, you won't be disappointed. You're going to have a man that's already qualified to speak on the topic of that, especially with African-American men. So I just ask right now, you just reach out to someone, just send a share or however you want to reach out to them on social media. Uh, we just thank you right now in advance for this here opportunity uh, that we have this morning. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and open us up in prayer. And we're going to get this gentleman out of the bullpen. So we just thank God in advance. Hallelujah. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Lord, once again, we come to you this morning. Lord, we want to say thank you. We want to say thank you because this day, May the 26th, 2020, uh, this day was not promised, but you made it possible. And Lord, we want to say thank you for it, Lord. We thank you right now, Lord, once again. Lord, for again, for those that are dealing with so much, many, so many things that take place in their lives, Lord, we thank you right now for covering them right now with the blood of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you right now for our first responders, Lord. We ask that you just continue to lift them up, Lord. Give them the strength.
that they need daily to face these tasks that's taking place. Lord, we ask you cover them right now with the blood of Jesus. And Father, thank you right now. Oh, God, thank you for the protection. And Lord, we just thank you right now, Lord, that we would not have, that we would not have the fear, Lord, but we would just put our faith and trust in you as your word says, Lord. Walk by faith and not by sight, Lord. We thank you right now, Lord. I just like you ask right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, you would just allow us to have that faith that, that you gave Job, Lord. We thank you right now for the character oh, that you gave Job, Lord. We thank you right now for that, Lord. Oh, God, we're not going to waver in our faith, Lord. Oh, God, we thank you right now, Lord. Father, we just give you all the praise and all the glory this morning for this opportunity, Lord. And we thank you right now, Lord, for each and every man that's represented on the call. We thank you right now, Lord, that no weapon formed against us will prosper. And we thank you for that right now, Lord. And we also give you the praise and Lord for our help. We thank you, Lord, that we're completely healed from the crown of our head to the sole of our feet. We bind any attack that the enemy may try to come against us because the word says that there's no weapon formed against us will prosper. And Lord, also the word of God says for us to, Father, put our trust and faith in you and not in man. Oh, God, we thank you, Father, because your Bible says that you're Jehovah Jireh, that you are our provider. Bible says you're Jehovah Rapha, the God that healeth thee. God says you're the the Bible says you're Jehovah Nisi, the God of peace. Uh, so many different affirmations, Lord, that we can just continue on with about who you are. But Lord, we just want to say thank you right now, Lord. We thank you also, Lord, for allowing us to our helpmate, Lord, you blessed us with our helpmate because your word says a house can't stand if it's divided and two cannot be together except the agree on the word. It's the word of God. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was God. So we thank you for that. Thank you for our offspring, Lord. We're just so grateful for them. Continue to lift them up, Lord. Thank you for protecting them, Lord. Continue to protect, bless them, Lord, and give them the strength that they need daily. And Father, we just thank you right now, Lord. Father, we just pray for those that in need of prayer. Just ask the men of God to continue to lift up my friend, uh, Clay English, Lord. We just thank you for this outstanding man, Lord. We just give you, we just give you all the praise for complete healing in his body. <laughs> oh God, we thank you for him. And Father, we just thank you for those also, Lord, for Sister Bradfield. We lift her up before you. Continue to give her the strength that she needs. And Lord, we just thank you right now the president of the United States, Lord. We ask, Lord, you just allow him to make the right decisions, Lord. And Father, we, we put our trust and faith in you and not in man. But Lord, watch over him, protect him, Lord. And Father, just thank you for all those. Also, those are in cabinet positions, Lord. We lift them up before you. And Lord, we thank you for your allow us to walk by faith and not by sight. And we thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Go right here, Brother Johnny Mack. Wait, well, hey, Brother Tanner, I, I'm going to introduce our speaker. Oh, okay. Can, yeah, can, right. you, can you guys hear me good? Yes, sir. Okay. Hey, good morning, guys. It, it is my pleasure to introduce a good friend of mine. Uh, uh, certainly glad to have him on our call for the first time. Kevin Dedner and I go way back. We are, he's actually, he's actually he and his wife are actually native Arkansans as well, like myself. And Kevin and I also, and his wife, graduated from the University of Arkansas. 
and Kevin and his wife now are now natives in the D.C. area. They're, they're living in the D.C. area. Uh, reason I keep saying his wife, you can't talk about Kevin and not talk about his wife. They're really like a package deal. One of the things I've always loved about Kevin and his wife over the 20 years that I've come to know them is that whatever they're in, they take it very serious. Whatever community that they're in, they get fully invested into the community. They're both very connected politically. And so I've, I've always admired that about Kevin. Well, about two months ago, I had the opportunity. Kevin was back in uh, the, the city that I now live in giving a talk on what he was doing. And so we had, a, had the opportunity to have lunch and just catch up. And so he was sharing with me what he's been involved in. And then the next day he did a talk that I had the opportunity to go sit in and listen to. And guys, it just blew me away. Number one, it, could, it convicted me about things that I have not been doing as it relates to mental health. Uh, it encouraged me at the same time. And so as we talked, thought about what we were going to do with the National Men's Prayer Call, a health and wellness month. I could not think about a better person to bring on than to bring on my friend, Kevin Detner. And so with that being said, I won't take up any more time. I could talk for 30 more minutes on what this guy is doing. So at this time, I'd love to open it up and love for you guys to hear the voice of my good friend, Kevin Detner. Good morning, everyone. Um, I think everybody's on mute, so I, I realize yes. I won't get to hear the good mornings back. Uh, but let me just begin by thanking uh, Reginald for the invitation to be here uh, and share with you all this morning. As he mentioned, we, we do go uh, back many, many years, and, and I'm a native of Little Rock, Arkansas, and I have to just tell you, when I'm home, one of the things that I, I think Reginald knows this, but... Um, you know, I, I, I'll just say it so you, you, you do know, when I'm home, one of the things that I do uh, if I have an extended trip is I make sure I go see your father. <laughs> and and uh, your father keeps me looking good. And, uh, you know, that's also like my way of, of staying connected to you when I can't see you, I, can, I go see your father. But I'm, I'm just really um, excited to be here this morning with you all. Um, and share a little bit about my story and, and the work that I'm doing. I am really um, glad that, that you all have made mental health a focus this week, uh, this month rather. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And for most people, um, you know, th this month kind of goes very quiet, unnoticed. Um, not a lot of people realize that it's uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. And certainly in the midst of a pandemic, um, it's really fitting that we talk more about mental health. I don't think that we have been kind and fair to ourselves uh, in our reaction to the pandemic. Most people have, um, you know, went in trying to be super productive uh, and not really uh, taking a step back and, and thought about how life has changed. And I, I, I think that the, the mental health mental health implications and sort of the legacy of, of the pandemic is going to be, you know, a lot, of, a lot of issues like associated with anxiety and so forth. So I'm glad that we're having this discussion. You know, I, um, if 
five years ago, I worked myself into exhaustion, mental exhaustion. And like many of you, I was doing probably a lot of the same things that you all do. I had a very thriving consulting practice. And so I was busy serving my clients. Um, I'm a father of three. So I was busy with Costco trips and laundry and cutting grass and um, you know, soccer practice, picking kids up from school, all of these, you know, responsibilities of life. And, you know, one of the things I think about, you know, sometimes as, as men, we're all told that, you know, we should be strong and we can handle it. But I knew that I was beginning to lose um, my footing, if you will. Um, and like, I, I just had way too much responsibility. And I couldn't make the adjustments in my life fast enough to manage all of the things that, that I was being asked to do, or even the things that I was you know, required to do to be, quote, a man. And, um, and, and I didn't even have permission to, to take a step back and take rest. You know, that, that is um, like not how we're taught um, to be as men. And before I knew it, um, like I lost control of everything. And before I knew it, I was depressed. And I was depressed for several months before I realized that I was depressed. And I think for, for black men, this is really important because many times I think some of us may be experiencing depression and not even know it. It's interesting, depression for black men shows up very, very differently than it does in other. It shows up in anger, short temperedness, right? And you know, I think it, if many of us think back and we think about men in our life, who like older men, when they seem angry for no reason, when they seem short-tempered for no reason, we can then begin to understand like what, what could have possibly been going on with them. But when I realized I was depressed, I started looking for help. And I ultimately found um, to, who today is our chief clinical officer at Henry Health. And, um, and he really through therapy helped me like rationalize like my narrative and get back on track. I mentioned I had a public health background. And so I had already begun to study the health of black men. And I knew that um, black men have the lowest life expectancy of any population. And I had been studying that from, I, I guess you could say like from an academic or intellectual space. But my experience, personal experience made that studying and that work real. And, and so when someone asked me, um, you know, would I be interested in doing something in digital health after my depression, it was obvious what I, what, you know, what my experience, how I could make my experience meaningful. And that's when, you know, we started Henry Health and we are the leading uh, culturally intentional provider of mental health services. And we, build digital communities to help um, people manage their daily stressors and provide access to teletherapy. And our first community that we're building is built exclusively for black men and it's called Men Thrive. And you know, we're, we're asked often like, why are you focusing on black men? And you know, um, you know, we've tried to nuance this and find ways to explain it, to bring people along but it's really simple. Black men have the lowest life expectancy of any population. 
and that's been the case for the last 100 years. Um, you know, we named our company um, after the African American folk hero um, John Henry. And some of you may be familiar with the story of John Henry. The story is that he was a very strong man known for his strength and his power. And he was challenged to a competition with the steam power hammer while working on the railroad. And the story goes that John Henry beat the steam powered hammer, but he later died from a heart attack and stress. In 1994, Dr. James Sherman published a, a paper and Dr. Sherman studied cardiovascular health outcomes among black men. And what his research proved is that the sociological pressures associated with being a black man increase poor health outcomes and cardiovascular health. So building on the, the, the legend and the story of John Henry, he coined the term John Henryism, which essentially means that you know you 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 have increased sociological pressures that drive up poor health outcomes, in which we see this play out. We see this play out in hypertension. We see it play out with people having strokes, like all of these uh, like uh, chronic diseases. Um, you know, are are sort of intensified through stress. And so, you know, I, you know, my thesis or our thesis at our company is that if we could help men or even people in general, learn to manage their daily stress better, um, we can increase their life expectancy and their quality of life. I, I just wanna back up and say, because I, this is a spiritual call, I think it's really important to put this in context. When I experienced depression, um, it was a really, really dark time for me. In fact, um, some of you may have read about um, in, in Christian theology, we call it the dark night of the soul. And, you know, it's this period where we believe that God has truly abandoned us. And like, there's, you know, no, no amount of prayer or nothing seems to work. And for me, um, that's what depression was like. And, um, you know, I will say that there was, um, in that time I found some comfort, um, in, 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 in books and in conversation. In fact, one of the books I'd recommend to, to all of you is a book called Learning to Walk in the Darkness. Um, and it's, a, it's a, just a, a beautiful book that talks about how um, God is still even in the darkness. So, you know, I feel that my experiences um, were not unique. In fact, as I um, share my story about you know, trying to manage the responsibilities of, of, of manhood or what I was taught it meant to be a man and how it, it, it literally brought me to my knees. Um, you know, many men pull me to the side and say, hey man, I experienced the same thing. And so I think that, you know, this is really an important work that, that not only I'm doing, but I, I think, you know, obviously I cannot do this work by myself and I have to join with people like you to spread the message, to encourage men to take a step back, to take rest, you know, to take better care of themselves, to be in tune with their emotions, to, you know, teach their children that it's okay to cry um, because many of us were 
uh, raised like in a social construct that we were told men don't cry, that men don't have emotions. And if you just like take a step back and think about that, number one, like that is just a, a really irrational idea that we don't have emotions as men. And so I think, you know, and even more so, like if you think about that, um, as like, like, you know, thinking about like our connection to God, how can we not have emotion? So, you know, I am happy that we're having this conversation. I think that um, if we can begin to shift in this culture, what it means to be a man, like, you know, to, 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 to tell men it's okay to have emotion, it's okay to have connection, that it's okay to be like in tune with your own feelings. I think that, you know, the, the result of that will be families will be different, communities will be different. In Henry Health, we have this framework that we talk about showing up whole, operating with joy and living with power. And that is like my earnest desire is to help men show up whole, operate with joy and live with power. So thank you all for listening this morning. I'm happy to take questions, Reginald, if, if you all have that type of format. Well, Kevin, we, uh, we definitely appreciate you uh, coming on and sharing with us this morning. You know, a lot of what, you've, uh, what you brought out is so, so very important. And I've never looked at the story of John Henry or that folk story from that perspective before, and as I was looking into your into your background and reading your um, your your web page and looking at the at the Henry Health um, organization, it just dawned on me just how poignant and how real that story is, and how it uh, is a reflection on the cultural sensitivity of our of Black African Americans as a as a whole. Um, a pastor. Uh, uh, said in the uh, years ago that uh, black people were useful and then they were used and then they were used up and then they were useless and in that that moment of uselessness it brought us to a point of uh, now we, there's a problem and how do we what's the solution for black people uh, as men we find ourselves in that pandemic in that um, that situation where we are are there's a con, there's a consideration of use uselessness which mm -hmm. causes stress and and that this powerful um, group of, uh, of individuals finding themselves having to to work like animals being worked like animals uh, and then finally uh, this being uh, just succumbing to the entire uh, process of of, uh, of just hard work and uh, just overexerting. Uh, the, uh, when you look at the, the percentage and the, the, the life expectancy of, uh, of the African-American male compared to mainstream culture, it's very frightening. Um, but the end result is that just like John Henry, the work uh, force, the, the position that we were put in is so, so very stressful. And uh, to not have any uh, way of being able to overcome a lot of that stress is, uh, is, is, is paramount importance. As we go into this, this mental health and as we've dealt with this 
these health issues. The mental health aspect of it is so, so very important that the stress, the anxiety, the frustration, all of these factors uh, contribute to the overall PMS that we've been talking about all, all month long, the uh, physical, the mental, and the spiritual health. Spiritually, I like what you said there that, um, uh, that um, there's a, a, a disconnect in it because of the depression and the stress and all the anxiety uh, that accompanies it, that there's a period of, of darkness even in the soul to the point where you feel like God is abandoned. And when you feel like you've been abandoned by God, that is a point of almost no return. It's a debt that we can't seem to crawl up out of. So, I'm, Kevin, I'm, I'm just so very, very um, happy that you shared this with us. I know that you're a teletherapy, uh, so that means that it's a digital component involved in the Henry Health uh, program so that we can uh, contact you, we can call you, we can get on the line and, and get a lot of the, um, of the treatment and a lot of the therapy uh, that's so very, very needed. Men, as you're out there, as you're dealing with a lot of these issues seemingly by yourself, we want you to know that you're not by yourself. Advocates like Kevin and the Henry uh, Health uh, Organization are there for you. Make that phone call. Reach out. Don't suffer in silence. Don't allow yourself to go through the frustration, the stress, the anxiety, the depression all by yourself. And I like what he said that, um, that, that from a culturally, uh, cultural perspective, that oftentimes in the African-American male, stress or depression shows up as anger. So you're angry, you wanna lash out, you do things that are uncharacteristic of a, of a rational, sane uh, individual. That's because depression has just suffocated your normal mindset. So um, this is what he calls it, psychological pressure. I loved it. And then that whole Jim, John Henryism, you know, when you are worked to the point of exhaustion, when, you, when you're competing against forces that are actually more uh, automated, more pronounced than you are, and you still have to show a superhuman ability to be able to, to, um, to win or just to even compete, that, that can cause a frustration. To go in and know mm -hmm. that you have to do twice as much in order to get half as far, that can bring a, a state of depression. So we're asking you, we're imploring you, brothers, if you're going through these cycles and these, these, these concepts of, of, being, of, of not being good enough, of not being able to, 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 to effectively compete, or just of giving so much, there's no, nothing left within you, please reach out to a, to a professional. Please reach out to the Henry Health or, or other organizations out there that have your best interest in mind, that want to pull you up from the doldrums of depression and frustration and give you an opportunity uh, to, uh, to win. I like what he said about no emotions or, or fear, is um, that as men we are taught that we're not to have emotion or not to show emotion or not to show fear. Fear is a, fear is a, a rational response to uh, situations that we face. Emotions allow us to be able to, to connect and to be authentic and real. And to be able to, when we sub, sub, submerge or, or suppress those, those uh, real feelings, it causes even more of a, of, a, of a feeling of despondency and depression. Hey, we could go on and on talking about 
everything that, that Kevin has talked about. I'm going to ask Kevin to come back on and uh, tell us how we can get in touch with him, give us his uh, the phone number, the uh, the email address, uh, the website, so that this is a this is a tool, this is a resource that we want to be able to share with you because he, um, I believe he said this is a digital um, teletherapy service. So uh, just kind of end with that, and then I'll then I'll pray. Great, thank you. Um, so first of all, um, people can reach us at hello at henry-health.com. Again, it's hello at henry-health.com. Um, we're on all social media uh, platforms at Henry Health App, A-P-P. Um, I'm also on social media, um, at on Twitter at, at kdetner on Instagram at Kevin underscore Detner. So people can also feel free to, to follow me there. I do just wanna make um, a small clarification and that um, say that we are currently providing teletherapy services in DC, Maryland and Virginia only. However, I will share with this group that um, again, as I described our technology, um, we have what we call our, our self-care app, which is connected to teletherapy. And for um, our app will actually be available at the top of next month, the self-care app. And we're going to be allowing men around the country to help us beta test it. And so if any of you all are interested in getting on the self-care app, which would include daily motivational messages, um, um, video content, a podcast, um, Jeff Johnson, some of you may know Jeff. Jeff is the leader of our first digital community called Men Thrive for Black Men. And so if any of you are interested in helping us beta test that, you can also email us and we'll put you on the app to help us test it over the next couple of months. Um, listen, thank you all for this. Um, you know, if, if we can't provide therapy to you in the state that you are in, we will certainly do our very best to connect you with a professional in your state. Well, thank you and let's pray. Father, we thank you right now for, for Kevin sharing from his professional and his personal uh, life. Father, we thank you that, that men are across the nation, regardless of color, regardless of class, regardless of culture, that men will reach out and receive the care and the help and the direction that they need to live better and more responsible lives. Father, we ask that you would touch so that they would see that depression, stress, anxiety, uh, mental health issues do not have to to control their lives, Father. And as we can see that those types of issues are impacting the families, that they're causing domestic violence, that they're causing uh, families to, to be without a, a provider. So we ask that you would touch right now. We ask that you would strengthen the mental health uh, uh, in the lives of, of men everywhere, but that the men that are on this national prayer call, Father, from coast to coast and across the world, we ask that you would reach out, that you would just touch them at the very core of their soul, that you would remove depression, that you would replace it with a, with a faith and with an understanding that you are, are have every thing covered and there's nothing that they need to do except rely on you. Father, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we praise you. We ask that you would pour back into the life of our brother Kevin as he's poured out this morning. Father, give him strength, give him sustenance, give him the ability to know that you have already done everything necessary for him and his business to thrive and survive. So we give you glory, and we ask that you touch the lives of the men that are on this call, and we ask it all in Jesus' name.
Amen. Brothers, go out and uh, be intentional about blessing and being a blessing in the life of someone today. Thank you, Kevin. Y'all have an awesome day. Bless you.